Hello and welcome to Driving Discussions. In this series, we'll discuss the forces that affect road fuels globally. And in this episode, we'll be discussing the recent drop in gasoline prices, a new spec for Arbor gasoline, and how refining margins have been evolving. Driving Discussions is brought to you by Argus Media, which is a leading independent provider of energy and commodity pricing information. My name is John Demopoulos, and I'm the Vice President for North American Refined Products here at Argus. And with me today is Dave Reissard, editor of US Products. So, Dave, <laughs> tell us, gasoline prices have been coming off a bit lately, particularly, I guess, at the Gulf. What's been going on? You know, we had this really interesting thing here at the end of the summer. We're really used to hurricane season. And we had a tremendous number of named storms come through the system. And as you know, we actually ran out of regular names for them. The last one coming up that went through the Gulf was uh, Hurricane Delta. Um, it switched over to the Greek alphabet. And this impact of these storms turned out to be not quite as severe as a lot of people expected. And refineries are coming back online. So, you know, initially prior to this, it's one of those buy the rumor, sell the fact situations where people went out and bought up barrels, prices rose. And right as the hurricanes passed over and, you know, you kind of get into this start of lull in gasoline demand in the fall, um, the market's been steadily declining for Gulf Coast gasoline for the last couple of weeks. And uh, are we seeing refinery throughput? rising at all at the Gulf? I mean, we got to those very low levels during um, the, the worst of the COVID crisis and the early stages of, of lockdown. How far have those refinery utilization rates picked back up? Well, you know, uh, refinery utilizations have been steadily rising, um, minus, of course, the ones that have been sort of mothballed until we see a, a return to normal demand. That's mostly happening in um, refineries that are uh, less economically viable, like on the West Coast. The bright spot, though, however, has been distillates. You know, diesel demand's up about 8%, which is a sign of a economy restarting. And um, stocks are down about 5% nationally, so that's pretty good. Also on the Atlantic Coast, yields on gasoline and also the, the margins for diesel production have been improving. And that's also a good sign, a great sign for refiners um, looking forward to move through through this whole COVID period. And of course, we've also seen the EPA finalize the, the streamlining rules for fuel specifications, um, which is going to mean technically a slightly different specification for Arbob gasoline, or at least a new way of testing Arbob gasoline. Can you give us a, a bit of a sense for for what that is and, and if there's any impact on pricing? Yeah, I mean, in the past, you know, Arbob, which is reformulated blend stock for octanate blending gasoline, um, which replaced the old simply reformulated gasoline that had MTBE in it, was a bit of a nightmare for a lot of people to meet the specs on. And you had region one and region two. And it was a convoluted cluster of, of different variables to it. They all really centered around what the tailpipe emissions would look like as this stuff got burned through people's engines. They're going to shift that, and they've simplified it. And it's basically just going to look like a really low 
RVP for RBOB moving forward in the future, which is going to make refining, um, it'll be the same spec north and south in the country. So that's going to make it a lot easier on refiners. Other things, though, that were in that were in that notice from the EPA is that they're actually talking about trying to unify specs in general across the nation. We'll see how far that gets. But, you know, whenever you've got less complicated specifications from one area to the next, that really opens up arbitrage opportunities and removes supply constraints. Yeah, and certainly I think we've heard a little bit about the idea that certain blend stocks may now be easier to push into the um, Arbob pool, including, I guess, refinement. So there may be minor um, cost benefits for some gasoline blenders and manufacturers. What about the RVO, Dave? The cost of the renewable volume obligation, the obligation to refiners in RIN terms when they produce a gallon of gasoline or diesel, that, that cost to them has been growing very considerably lately, hasn't it? What's the deal there? Well, it's really interesting. Um, you know, the renewable volume obligation is an issue for um, a lot of U.S. refiners. And one of the things that can happen is that as you kind of see less gasoline demand, you might be also dumping in less ethanol. But maybe you're still producing the same amount of gasoline as before. And that could cause problems where suddenly you're out of whack with your obligations. But you know, a strong RVO, we're sitting at seven cents right now. That's the highest in two years. The one group that really benefits is um, all these markets that take uh, U.S. exports down in Latin America. So that gives them a cost savings. And, you know, when the U.S. refiners are out there competing against everyone else globally, it also gives them an advantage on the, um, on the international markets for gasoline and diesel fuel. Yeah, that's, that's going to be some heavily discounted uh, export fuel. So with the RINs, I guess we're saying that it just, it comes down to supply and demand, like with any market, you know, we're, we're not seeing as many RINs being produced as the demand appears to be. Is that the right way of thinking about it? Yeah, that's basically what I'm seeing right now. So we'll see what happens the rest of this month of October. Um, hopefully there's not any scary surprises at the end, right? And small refinery exemptions, of course, if if those hit, then prices go down. If um, if the small refinery exemptions go away, prices pick back up again for the RINs and the RVO. How political is this? Is this a, is this something that the November election will impact much? Do you think? I I think so. I mean, this is a real political hot potato, um, and. You really only have to look at the the landscape of U.S. politics and realize that no matter who wants to be president, the campaigning starts every single year in Iowa, which is home of corn and home of ethanol. And keeping those voters happy in ethanol-producing states is really critical. Hence, you see a lot of these small refiner exemptions coming probably under more scrutiny than they have in the past because... Um, that's a big constituency for whoever's going to be running for office. Yeah, it's it's a very fine line, isn't it? It's balancing between the needs of the petroleum industry and the needs of agriculture and farming. So it's a tough job that these politicians have. Exactly, exactly. 
And Dave, what about the West Coast diesel markets? I know that we've seen some odd price moves lately. What's going on over there? Yeah, we've got a pretty unusual situation happening out there. Um, as you know, they have two types of diesel fuel, particularly in California. You have what they call EPA diesel, which looks just like the ultra-low sulfur diesel in the rest of the country. And then they have a specialty carb diesel, which is the specs are regulated by the California Air Resources Board. This is actually cleaner than the EPA diesel. However, EPA diesel has been running at a pretty steady premium to carb diesel right now, which really shouldn't be happening, except uh, there's a lot of export demand to send barrels into Mexico and other parts of Latin America off the West Coast right now. And it's really pushing that EPA diesel value above carb diesel. Now, why you wouldn't switch your contract suddenly over to carb diesel instead of EPA diesel if it's you know cheaper at the moment? Um, it's a little bit of a head scratcher for us, but sometimes these contracts can be pretty strict about what they actually want and uh, what they're actually gonna receive. Yeah, and, and I, I think I remember that reclassifying carb diesel as EPA diesel can be a very cumbersome and difficult process. So I guess that might help maintain the, the spread between those two, even though, as you say, uh, it's counterintuitive for the looser specifications to be more expensive. Complicated and regulations seem to go hand in hand for the, the fuels business. Amen. There's probably a need for some more streamlining there. <laughs> there we go. Fingers crossed. Dave, thank you for this. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please do be sure to tune in for the other episodes in this series, Driving Discussions. And for more information on Argus's global refined product coverage, please visit argusmedia.com forward slash oil dash product.